This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tickening. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a very interesting practitioner's viewpoint episode as we are discussing how is it to have your own company and work with elite athletes, athletes with the research background and PhD. And we have a great guest for this episode. He has done his exercise physiology PhD at University de Castilla La Mancha. After that, he has worked as a researcher in human performance at Sports Sciences in University of Las Palmas. And he has also worked with elite athletes as a sport performance analyst and consultant. And then he has founded his own company, Sobre Rendimiento. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Jaime de la Calle. Welcome, Jaime. Hello, Oli. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. My pleasure to stay here. Yeah, yeah. Great to great to have you. So in marketing, there's quite a lot of talk about touch points. And you said that you send an email and maybe they don't read it, but maybe they see your company name the first time. So that would be one touch point. Maybe they, they see one post on Twitter, which is the second touch point. And it depends on the marketing studies, but I think some of them say that you need, for example, eight touch points before the customer will will buy from you. So, so I think I think those are important, and and it's a good way of thinking that you need to first just maybe if they see your company's name in social media, then you send them email and they check it quickly that ah oh, I saw that and they make a connection. And then maybe when you call, they are like, "Ah, oh, I I know you. You've been you've been there and there." Maybe they don't know where they saw you, but they know your name, and then they associate that this must be something good because I have heard about it quite many times. Yes, yes. Actually, it's it's like it's like that. So the presence on internet is very very important. I spend a lot of money on branding to have a very nice logo, to have a very nice website. To have a nice um, uh, recommendations from from uh, elite athletes, especially world championship and and so on, it's, it's also very very important. But but yeah, um, it's it's very important to to uh, to invest on this on these things. But um, it's also important to to try to create a long term relationship with a potential customer if they. If they say you uh, no, I don't. I'm not interested in your services. Maybe the person who is in charge, maybe it's not in one year, and other person will replace him, or maybe uh, budget in the federation or whatever is the sports entity has increased or something. They might be interested in that time. So, so it's important to create um, a timeline in the customers. And check every two, three, four months, and get some talks with people, and 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 suddenly from nothing I start to create some kind of relationship, right? 
and in, in maybe one year will will be your customer not not for example now but maybe in one year so it will be your customer so think in long term also that's that's also important yeah yeah that's that's very true and i think in if i bring some marketing terms i think it's top of mind so you want to stay top of mind and this might be just kind of sending maybe an email every two three months whatever it is that by the way i was talking with you earlier at that point you didn't have money let me know if something have changed just kind of reminding even if you don't have anything else and they might be like yeah actually now now we have some funding so it's it's important to keep keep your company name in their, their in their mind exactly exactly also it's important to figure out what's the ratio of attempts in relation to how many customers i'm getting if i for example send 1000 emails and i'm getting uh, let's say what well, 1000 is too much 100 emails and i'm getting um five customers okay it's it, that's fine then i know that i have to send 1000 emails to get uh, 50 customers which is which is actually very good you can you can do what you like and and have your own job uh, do, doing your doing your thing, which is the most um, um, the best achievement I uh, that I made. And and if listeners are interested in learning about this more, there's a lot of resources for for marketing and basically the general principles of marketing will work in in this kind of thing, like we are talking about marketing for elite athletes or elite teams. So if we if we move from the business side to your your business idea, the daily monitoring, could you could you tell more about that? Yes, sure. So um, we we had the idea of um, we we believe that, that the 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 enhance of the performance is is made uh, on daily decisions. So if you change your routine. In your you're applying let's say um, a high impact uh, training technique then you will get more and more performance if you don't do any or you don't make any change on your daily routine then then probably you, you will not get uh, better performance so we were focused on on this um, how this how this is working um, well first it's very important to um get some data from athletes and coaches so we we design a system which they can the coaches can design which item they would like to register and we also integrate three party applications so for example um in some sports um in some some coaches like to register heart rate variability or heart rate basal heart rate or sleep monitoring so we use third party uh, application that we already have tested and we know uh, those are working very good and we integrate into our application and then they decide which item they would like to register like for example what's your level of fatigue um, what's your mood today um, any observation the athletes want to want to make um, so we we collect all this information and then try to 
made some calculations. So calculations is, is also very important and, and we believe we have to have um, a customizing calculations. Why? Because some athletes, if you ask, for example, hey, how tired are you today? And some athletes, the, the, the highest value that I have seen, it's a five from a scale to zero to 10. And, and then you start thinking, okay, if this is not true. I don't, I don't believe that you didn't get very tired one day in, in a season, right? So some athletes, um, are not 100% honest. Some others, yes, they are. So you need to figure out what's happening and then you need to apply corrections, uh, calculations. Okay. So, so, um, we, um, customize the, also the calculations and we want to give a final data to the, to the coaches. If we, for example, register, let's say 10 items and you give 10 data to, to the, to the coach, then the decision, it's, it's complicated. It's tricky, right? So then you need to get all this data and see what's the direction. If you are getting tired, if you are recovering properly. So we give factors and we do some other kind of analysis and, and then we just give one data to the coach, to the coach. It's everything goes fine or be careful or everything goes very, very fine. Very right, well. So simplification, it's very, very important, um, for, for us, at least in our, in our philosophy. Um, we are in the stage of over information. Everything is measurable. You can get any device and it gives you a thousand data per, per second. Um, and we, we believe that we need to simplify more things and, and, and to, and to do good interpretations for making better decisions. And basically, you are measuring, for example, fatigue. Is your suggestion then that keep going with this in intensity? You can train harder. You need to train less. Or what is the kind of the guidance? What? Well, it's it's normal if you are the athlete to get fatigue. That's completely normal. If we, for example, to put an example, we see, for example, um, uh, heart rate variability. Is, is very low. It means your, let's say, your first thought it's, it's, uh, you can be stressed, your body's stressed. But let's, let's say that the athlete's report, he's not, he's not fatigued. He has a four in a scale from zero to ten. What do you do? Um, well, my interpretation is you go ahead. You go ahead because both values or both items are not pointing to the same direction. Right. If those are not pointing to the same direction, then it's fine. Then you can keep going with your, with your plan. But even if you have a low heart rate variability and high levels of fatigue for one day, it doesn't mean nothing. So you might can have an acute fatigue, but that's normal. If you then have two or three days with the following, uh, direction, then you you can call the coach and say, hey, this is what is happening. So maybe have a deep look or or, some, or something else. Um, and, and this is the the way we 
we, we try to work. It also depends a lot in, in, in on each sport. It's not the same cycling, for example, and long, long, long choice of cycling that, um, tennis is completely different. So some tools are working more in some sports than in other ones. For most sedentary behavior and physical activity researchers, collecting the research data is one of the most frustrating steps of a project, especially as inefficient data collection steals too much of your precious time, causes unnecessary stress and hassle, and can easily derail progress of your project. This is why we devised a revolutionary new way to collect data. Introducing Fibian Sense Motion, the beginning of a new era. Fibian Sense Motion is a cutting edge next generation system that allows you to easily and remotely collect, store, and manage data. Our solution features a tiny waterproof device that captures the sedentary behavior and physical activity data a mobile app for automatic uploading of the data from the device, and a cloud service for managing the data. Even better, all collected data is GDPR compliant, and you have access to automatically analyzed variables of activity types and raw three-axis accelerometer data. Don't compromise on the quality of your research or the project timeframes. Discover the convenience and power behind our solution at sense.fibian.com. That is S-E-N-S dot Fibian, created by researchers for researchers. So, so you said that you are using the third-party ones and then you have some own. Is there something that you, if you, you can choose, is there something you recommend that we should measure these three things, for example? Yes, you also need to check what's the level in terms of um, uh, phys- exercise physiology knowledge of the coach, physical coach. If if they start to uh, get these things, then you can suggest what will be better for them, what it's easy to interpret. But if if the coach already know about this, they they can choose. Hey, I'm using this because of from my own experience, I know this is working. Okay, then, then let's do that and, and, and this is what we will do. So we don't want to impose anything to coaches. Um, but just to have a tool for them to decide better. Yeah. So, so you're not, not suggesting certain things, but going, going, which ones do you have your own, own systems? You use third party and, and you have some, some own ones. Which ones do you have? Well, basically, what we are, uh, our application does is 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 able to, um, let's say, design any register items. It can be, for example, what I mentioned, items uh, in the morning, questionnaire, and so on. But also, you can track your nutrition, for example, or you can track your some matches report, or you can. Uh, have some recordings to hear before a competition. You can get the protocols um, before competing or after uh, after competing, recovery protocols and so on. So, so it's um, actually a basic tool, but we want to integrate everything in one in one place, and this is what what we do. Um, 
about integrations, we do it in the backend, so people will not see it. Um, coaches and customers just will see the, the data. Um, we want to simplify. We don't want to overwhelm them with uh, thousands, thousand, thousand of data. We just want to them to, to take care of some indexes and then more or less see what what's happening with their updates. And and so you have one one system and you do all the work in the back end. Could you could you tell a little bit more about how is the system? Where where does it run? How much do you need to do manual work? How much was it development for you? And how much is it work to kind of run it and then provide for the coaches the the best best bits? Yes, actually there is a lot of manual work. Um, every time I have a new project, um, first I have to see what are the needs from the customers and what are the resources uh, uh, we are going to, to spend. Sometimes it requires uh, um, a known development. So we work with uh, developers in different system uh, in our application and our backend. And sometimes it doesn't work to develop and it's better to do manual work or to do any other kind of automatization. So it's also important uh, to be aware of the technology and and software and and other tools you can use for you can use for this. Yeah, and I I think it's a good good also kind of from the business point of view that usually in the beginning especially it's good to do non-scalable work. So it's much easier to do it by hand. It might look for the customer that this is like magic, it's automation, but you might be working the night there and doing everything manually. But you can provide for the customer the feel that it works automatically. And then you can see if it's worth to spend like development money to do this. And and have you have you approached like this that if you have the same thing that's been done with the many customers, then you then you develop, but otherwise you do it by hand. Yes, exactly. Actually, I started the project with a Excel spreadsheet. Um, I think everyone everyone knows Excel, and and if you're a good coach, probably you will have a very good level in Excel. So uh, you can start from from that point. Um, but there was there was a point in which okay, I cannot offer Excel because it's not. It's not, uh, let's say, professional enough, right? So that's why I create the application. But, but yeah, um, if you have few customers and you're fine doing something manually, then start with that point. And, and, and then when your business and your workload start to increase, um, it will ask you to do something else, to automate a little bit more, to do something more automatic. And, and and so on. So then you start to look for a strategy to be more efficient. But yeah, start just manually. It's it's something it's something good, doable, and cheap, and and see how it goes. And and when you provide the feedback to the coach, do you do you visualize it? Is it just a number? Is it for each? Uh, individual athlete a certain number or a visualization how how do you normally do it well we check every day all data from athletes and and, and coaches yeah you, we basically um we basically design a strategy and this is more related with psychology 
at the beginning of the project, we 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 talk with the psychology if they are working with with one, and 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 then suggest what we can do to let's say to lie to the athletes to get the proper information. So we have two or three key points in which we try to lie in the forms we design and so on to the athletes. Then we have a system of alarms that we set at the beginning. So when an alarm comes up and we we know something something's happening. If we don't do uh, if we don't see anything then we leave the coach to continue with the plan. But also we check once a month how how the training procedure has been in terms of workload, how have been the resting, um, if they routine, uh, they've done something wrong that they don't, they don't know. So we try to give a third part feedback to, to improve and to change a little bit. So, so yeah, we very, very, uh, actually involved with. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.